I really love to code because if you think about it, coding is the only way that we can interact with our technology. It's the only language that computers understand. It's the only language that the current technology that we have understands. And our lives, you know this, but our lives are dysfunctional without technology. We are highly dependent on technology and we're using it every single day and it's all around. Welcome to Factor Daily Outliers. It's uh, a podcast with outliers. And today I'm really excited to have Tanmay Bakshi, uh, who we actually interviewed uh, a few months ago. And it, it was quite a discovery uh, for us. We had an amazing conversation. Uh, Tanmay is the uh, world's youngest Watson programmer. And that is how uh, he described himself back then. Uh, it already uh, sounds like it's been a really long time. Uh, Tanmay, welcome to Outliers. Thank you. Hello. I'm glad to be here today. One of the reasons I was really keen to uh, connect back with you, Tanmay, and get on a call uh, and record this uh, podcast interview is because in India, uh, I, I have started coming across a lot of young kids who are interested in coding and, and want to know more about how to make a start. And for, for that small but growing community, uh, you know, you clearly are a rock star. So I thought I would, you know, first try and understand from you, how, how do you get started? Well, I mean, I actually started coding when I was five. And there's really this step-by-step -step procedure uh, that I believe we should, you know, kids should follow uh, when they want to, you know, when they find that they have this sort of passion for programming. Uh, but before I actually get into, I guess you can see the technical aspect, uh, I guess I'd like to show uh, show you uh, some of the, um, some of the, I guess you could say, uh, some of the uh, theoretical aspect behind it. Really, uh, what I believe ki kids should, uh, should have in order to find that passion for coding within them. And really what I believe is that uh, coding is something where you have to start small, you have to start easy, and you have to start playful. Uh, and really what I mean by that uh, is learn at your own pace, okay? Take baby steps, start uh, at a really simple area, and slowly get more and more advanced as you go ahead. And of course, that progression of yours from you know step A to step B to step C, that has to be at your own pace. You can do it slow if you like to, you can do it fast. Uh, and above all, really, you should be programming because you want to and not because you need to. And what I mean by that is, again, you shouldn't be programming because, oh, hey, if I program, this and this will happen. No, you should be programming because you are passionate about programming and you want to see how coding can actually make a difference uh, in, in the community and the society around you. Uh, and so apart from that, though, uh, really apart from, uh, I guess you could say, this, this aspect of uh, how I believe you should find your, pa your passion for programming, I guess you could say getting into the more technical side of this journey, you should be starting off with something extremely simple. And by simple, I mean... Uh, really, it depends on multiple factors for you. It depends on your age, really, especially your age. Uh, it depends on how fast you like to learn. depends on how comfortable you are with computers as a whole and more. It's like, for example, if you're really young and you're very new to computers or you're not very familiar with computers, I'd recommend starting off with something really block-based, maybe like something like Scratch. Uh, but 
let's say you're young, really young, uh, but you are very familiar with computers, then so start off with something uh, that's a mix. Uh, you can like skip that, uh, skip that uh, scratch step, that block-based step, and you can skip straight to the mix between block-based and text-based with playgrounds. Uh, and then you can even go a step further. If you're, you know, uh, you know, you're not part of the, I guess you could say, use age range, and you're again very familiar with computers, you can start off straight with a text-based scripting language, something like Python or Ruby. Uh, and those are actually the steps that I believe you should be taking uh, at your own pace. You should start off with block-based, something like Scratch. You should then uh, advance to something that's a mix between text-based and block-based, so that you actually start to understand the concepts behind programming. Uh, like Swift Playgrounds. And then once you're ready to move into this text-based world of programming with the real, I guess you could say, coding action, uh, then you're ready to move to something like a scripting language, maybe Python or Ruby. And then you're ready to move on to something like a mix between a scripting language and a programming language, like Swift, which is perfect for that. And then you're ready to move on to a, you know, regular programming language, uh, but a high-level one, something like Java, and then you're ready to move on to lower-level lower, lower level languages. You've understood all the concepts of programming, you are familiar with computers, how they work, what goes behind them, and you're ready to go to that lower level, something like C. And that's really, I, I believe, the uh, progression steps, uh, both, uh, both uh, normally and technically. Sure, sure. No, th this, this sounds uh, really informative for anyone looking to take a plunge in this world of programming. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if it's too late to ask, Tanmay, but why do you code? Uh, what does it mean to you? Well, I mean, I really love to code because if you think about it, coding is the only way that we can interact with our technology. It's the only language that computers understand. It's the only language that the current technology that we have understands. And our lives, you know this, but our lives are dysfunctional without technology. We are highly dependent on technology and we're using it every single day and it's all around us to the point where I don't even need to mention this. You already know it, I'm sure. Uh, like, for example, you've got a phone in your pocket. You've got your TV. You've got your computer. We've got the podcast right now powered all by technology. Technology. And so as you can see, technology has become such an integral part of our lives that I absolutely uh, do think that coding is something uh, that really has just become, I guess you could say, a way of life for me. Coding for me is really the way I think. Uh, and the reason is because, first of all, as you know, since we're surrounded by technology, I actually got interested with technology at a relatively young age. Uh, and since I got started with programming at that young age, uh, I was able to, you know, grow that passion and grow that curiosity over uh, over time since I was five. And every every day, it just gets, keeps keeps I just keep getting more curious. I want to find out more about technology, uh, and that's really why I love coding. And plus, I mean, when I first began coding, just like anybody else who began coding, I had never actually imagined that I'd come so far. And really the main reason I love coding is because it's allowed me to, for example, meet, associate with, and most importantly, learn from, I uh, guess you can see, really honorable and smart people in this field to drive the tech further, to augment the community that it's a part of and augment their skill. And really how technology has the ability to touch and change so many different lives. And now, of course, I'm working with so many different technologies, not only with, you know, uh, regular technologies, but also with smart and intelligent technologies, like neural networks, and, you know, custom machine learning algorithms. Uh, those also, the ones powered by IBM Watson, and it's 
uh, it's really just so interesting what we can do with these technologies. That's why I love them. And, and it's not just the way you think, uh, you know, in codes. Uh, it's also, uh, I think, you express in codes. Uh, <laughs> so so uh, does it overwhelm you? I mean, with so much of code around us in our lives. And, and, and then, of course, there, there, there are a bunch of people who would say that it also, uh, you know, raises some tough questions. It, it, it means different things to different people. Uh, so, how is life immersed in so much of code all around us? Does it scare you? Well, really, the, the one thing I usually like to say to this is that coding and the fact that it's all around us and we're practically submerged in technology at this point does not scare me. And the reason I like to say that and the reason I'd like to encourage people to start adopting this technology and adapting to it in their everyday environment and accepting the fact that it's a part of their lives is because technology is doing so many positive things for us. Like, for example, artificial intelligence uh, is something that's all around us. It's, it's on your phone, your smart TV, and it's allowing you to do so many more things in so much less time, for example. It's really amplifying your skill to do things, to do anything. Um, like, for example, the personal assistant on your phone allows you to uh, book meetings, allows you to send emails, send text messages, uh, and book movie tickets uh, all one after another really quickly. Uh, and what, what happens is this will allow you to do so many more things in so much less time, and this will augment your capability to do anything on your phone through natural language, which is something that humans uh, have an innate, uh, an innate sense for. Uh, natural language is really what we love to express ourselves with. And all of this, uh, all of this you know, underlying technology behind artificial intelligence and how it has the capability to touch so many different people's lives and make so many different people's lives better uh, is really, and I mean, of course, easy and better, really uh, making people's lives easier to live, making people's lives better to live, um, and really saving people's lives, for example, through healthcare. This is all done through, even like AI and everything, is, is done through code. And AI, and I mean, of course, AI, uh, it's currently such an integral part of our lives but I believe this is going to grow exponentially still in the future, uh, and that this is going to become such a centric part of our lives that this is our lives will revolve around AI. Uh, and, and really, I guess I could say a few more things here. That a lot of people ask me uh, are like, for example, uh, well, wouldn't AI replace our jobs? Or wouldn't AI, uh, I guess you could say, replace humans uh, at some tasks? And, and what I like to say to that is no, the point of artificial intelligence and cognitive computing is not to replace humans. It is not to take what a human does, like cancer diagnosis and treatment, and replace them at doing that. No. Instead, the point of cognitive computing is to augment and amplify a human's ability, a human's skill, and a human's, uh, really, what a human's, um, as I said, I guess, you, ability to do anything, in this case, diagnose and treat cancer. Like, uh, for example, what I'm doing uh, with custom neural networks and how I'm able to use machine learning algorithms uh, to diagnose uh, hearing disorders and how we're able to... Yeah, so, uh, in fact, this is actually a pretty interesting, uh, a pretty interesting story where I'm actually able to take 69 attributes about a person 
uh, feed those into my own custom machine learning algorithm and have those and have my uh, machine learning algorithm uh, tell me whether this person has a normal ear, a hearing disorder due to, due to cochlear age or a hearing disorder due to something wrong with their cochlea. And really, again, this is amplifying an audiologist's ability to diagnose hearing disorders in this case. And once we're able to give the audiologist this basically toolkit to help them diagnose hearing disorders, then we're able to have them do this so much more efficiently, so much more, uh, so much more accurately, uh, and of course create that much more enhanced experience for them. And of course, apart from that, uh, really, I want to drive across the point that we're not replacing the audiologist or giving him the tools to be able to do his job in a much better, efficient, uh, and generally uh, more more enjoyable way. Tanmay, when you when you build uh, solutions, uh, do you have problems in mind? Uh, what I'm trying to understand is when you code, do you have a problem in sight, and then you code towards solving it? Or, or I'm, I'm trying to understand what's the trigger before you start something new. Well, I mean, there are actually a lot of different triggers whenever I'm starting to, you know, do something new or program something new. Uh, and it really boils down to this. There has to be that sort of like uh, spark moment when you're like, okay, I should do this. And so, yes, you are right. Usually I am coding with a goal in mind. And sometimes my goal in mind is, for example, I want to create an NLQA or a natural language question answering system. I go ahead, I, I deter, I, you know, determine myself that I will build this system uh, and ask Tammy is the system I, I got built. But really, sometimes what also happens is not only that, okay, I want to build the system, I went ahead and I built it. Let's just say I'm building this NLQA system, and on the way I encounter these many problems. And these problems drive me to say, hmm, okay, so there's this problem along my journey to building an NLQA. What if we could also solve this through code or technology? And what that drives me to do is gives me even more ideas and even more ideas. And really, one thing builds off of another. Uh, and in fact, there's another project that I'm working on called the Cognitive Story. And Cognitive Story is actually this very interesting project that I'm working on. Uh, in fact, this is actually a collaboration between two IBM business partners, IBM and me. And basically, yeah, sorry, so the point here uh, is really to make people's lives better with cognitive. And the way we're doing this is by using technologies like uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, to augment people's abilities uh, to do what they're doing every day in an even better way. Uh, and so, like, just for example, the very first chapter of our cognitive story is really focused on disabilities and helping those with special needs. Uh, and so currently, our first, I guess you could say, project here is actually to help a, a, a girl uh, in northern Ontario who is actually paraplegic. Uh, and so she cannot communicate. Of course, she can't express herself. She cannot talk. She can't do anything. She can't even move. And so, like, for example, if she's uncomfortable, she can't say that. Somebody has to guess that she's uncomfortable and then, you know, readjust where she's sitting to make it look as if she's more comfortable or hope that she is more comfortable. And as you can imagine, that that's actually very sad. That is just really bad here. Uh, and the reason is because, of course, you're literally trapped in your own body. That's not good. Uh, and so, really, what we're trying to do is give her back that ability to communicate her decisions and her emotions through cognitive and through machine learning. And really, especially what we're doing here uh, is we are giving that ability back to her artificially, even though she doesn't have the natural ability to do so. Uh, and, and really sort of, uh, 
augmenting her capability to communicate and to express herself through cognitive well this this sounds really really fascinating how you were looking to apply cognitive to solve a complex problem like this how long before you actually achieve uh, you know a point where this girl act, you know is able to communicate or 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 express yeah you see that's actually our interesting part the cognitive story is actually an open source project where uh where people can collaborate people can you know contribute people can learn from what we're doing uh and so that and of course basically the cognitive story uh, absolutely loves the open source standard uh and and how the open source community operates and so this is really going to i guess you could say speed up the process uh of getting of getting this girl to basically this full communication state because basically the way the system works uh, is by analyzing her EEG and EMG signals and brain waves that are sent off of her uh, and basically using them uh, to basically try and decipher what she's trying to say uh, by having her mom and I won't go into too much detail here but her mom can actually understand a few of the things that she wants to say and basically what we're doing is we're teaching a system to recognize uh, patterns in brain wave and what the mom says the girl wants to do and once we recognize those patterns were able to uh, of course then create a system that can take those brainwave patterns uh, and output what the girl is currently thinking about uh, so if you're asking when we would get to you know the point where she can fully communicate uh, of course we are working towards it there's no uh, I guess you could say set deadline uh, but uh, of course uh, this collaboration is being worked on and in fact uh, what we're doing right now is trying to find those algorithms to take her brain waves uh, from a headset, basically that can uh, that takes uh, 16 different uh, basically brainwave pattern brainwave channels. Uh, from her head, uh, logs them out onto a computer, sends them through an algorithm that I'll create, and then that algorithm will output what she's thinking. So of course we're not exactly sure how long this will take. Uh, it's, a, it's a relatively complicated system, uh, but of course we are working towards it and we hope to have it done uh, as soon as possible. Wow, this, this sounds quite a project and, 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 and really kudos to you for picking up this problem to solve. Uh, you know, Tanmay, uh, sometime last year I was talking to, uh, I was actually interviewing Alan Kay, who is this legendary, you know, uh, programmer of, of his generation and the person behind Xerox Park Labs. He made a statement that got me thinking. He said some of the smartest uh, coders or some of the smartest engineers on the planet today are help, helping an online retailer, uh, you know, sell uh, a product, uh, more products online, and not really solving uh, the problems that you know deserve to be solved. So, if I were to ask you this question, uh, you know, since since you've you've been involved with uh, writing codes uh, that could be applied in business, as well as this project that you talked about, where where do you think? Uh, you are going to spend more time as you grow uh, with experience and you know as you tackle newer problems where does your passion lie yeah well really i like to say uh that i'm I'm practically the opposite of that. I don't, I, I'm not looking towards using these technologies for commercial benefit. Really, my entire goal is to help people with technology and special technologies like cognitive and to basically make their lives better and easier to live. 
Like, for example, as I mentioned, the cognitive story, I really actually look forward to working much more in the healthcare field specifically. Uh, and really, you know, for example, people with disabilities, helping them live better uh, through these extremely advanced technologies that can, of course, make their lives better uh, through, uh, through these uh, through, I guess you could say, uh, education, for example, uh, education of uh, cognitive and technology uh, in youth. Uh, you know, basically, what I'm trying to say here is that the future is going to see uh, artificial intelligence has grown exponentially. And we need, uh, basically, what I'm saying here is that we need to have our youth uh, involved in these technologies in order for them to be able to actually, you know, get ready for these technologies and adapt to it in their environment in their future. Uh, and so for them to be able to help uh, help uh, patients in the fields of healthcare using these technologies. And that's something that I really do look forward to working much more in, uh, again, making people's lives better with the power of cognitive and, of course, all completely free and open so people can actually learn from these technologies, learn from what we're creating, uh, contribute to it. Uh, and of course, as I like to say, uh, with these open source standards and programming, why should we, you know, reinvent the wheel or why should we rediscover fire uh, when somebody's already created it and we can, uh, of course, just contribute back to it and make it better and better instead of just recreating the same old system over and over again? <laughs> no, I, I completely agree with you. Uh, do you already make money? Oh, well, no, actually. I'm really making money. I mean, all my apps are free, uh, and really my tutorials as well are mostly, like, they're actually all for the purpose of sharing my knowledge and, and really uh, not making money off of them. As I said, not commercial use. They're really for sharing my knowledge, taking what I learn, and allowing other people to build off of it. And, like, even, you know, for example, when I go for conferences, all that happens is my travel and stay costs are reimbursed. That's all. Uh-huh. And, I mean, another thing that people, you know, ask me a lot and are, you know, uh, are mistaken about is my designations with IBM, how I'm an IBM honorary cloud advisor and an IBM champion for cloud. People think I'm actually, uh, you know, I guess you could say employed uh, for IBM. Uh, but no, actually, uh, I, I'm, I'm not actually an employee of IBM. Uh, and really the only reason I'm associated with IBM in the first place is because I love their solutions. I love Watson. Uh, and really, uh, th this has been since the first day I encountered what Watson even was. And that's why I have these designations. I love working with those tools, with this suite of tools that they provided. And in fact, even apart from that, my book is actually even 50% off because, of course, all I want to do is share my knowledge. My point is not to make money, you know, off of, off of the knowledge. Okay, okay. Uh, no, I mean, I, I think there is a lot to learn from you, even on the work uh, ethics uh, side, I mean, the, I mean, how you are going about uh, this as as you are going, uh, there's a lot to learn on that front too. Uh, the uh, you know other question I had was, uh, you know, you are 13, right? Yes, I am currently 13. So it's not too uh, early or late to ask you these questions, but what have been some of the life lessons for you? I mean, what have been the top learnings? Uh, in you know since what you know you remember everything in your life and the way you have gone about uh, building solutions what are three four things that you have learned oh uh, well i guess you could say the top life lessons that i've learned until now uh is really that first of all share what you learn 
Uh, and what I mean by that is, first of all, I love to learn. I have this thirst for knowledge. I'm very curious about everything. And I love to learn uh, because it allows me to work with, for example, uh, just, you know, this one of the cases is working with technologies like AI. Uh, and of course, there are many more things, but uh, that's just one of the examples. That's why I love to learn. But what I believe is that not only should you learn, but you should also take whatever you learn and share that back with the community to help others who are, for example, struggling to learn these same concepts, help them learn these concepts. Uh, and of course, for them to be able to make a difference in their communities, for example, using that knowledge and to build off of that knowledge uh, to, of course, work with, for example, even newer technologies, create more technology. Technologies. So sharing whatever you learn, sharing your knowledge is something that I believe is very important nowadays and something that I believe is generally important as a whole. Uh, but apart from just, you know, sharing what you learn, uh, I also believe that, you know, I, I mean, plus though, uh, sharing what you learn really allows you to uh, innovate and disrupt uh, in your, in, the, in those industries. Uh, and the way this, the way this works is because, I mean, if other people have this knowledge and if other people are able to gain this knowledge in such an easier way, if you share your knowledge, uh, that allows them uh, to then, you know, build off of that knowledge and not spend, again, why rediscover fire when it's already there? Why, you know, relearn a concept when someone can explain it to you? Uh, in a very nice way uh, and what happens here is then you have more time to go ahead and build off of that knowledge to go ahead and innovate and disrupt in that field uh, even uh, even more and so that's that's really the top uh, life lesson uh, that I've learned uh, throughout I guess you could say uh, my 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 uh, my journey uh, of I guess it's a programming and really uh, what I've learned till now but apart from that there's one more very important uh, topic here, which is that you have to be very open-minded, uh, and that's something that I've learned. You cannot be closed-minded if you want to if you want to learn, and that's because you always have the opportunity of learning from everybody. You have to be ready to listen to their feedback, uh, to their thoughts, to their opinions, uh, and generally, when you are that open-minded, um, you are able to respect their knowledge uh, and learn from that and take from that. Uh, so that you yourself are able to continue. And of course, what happens here is like, for example, uh, open-mindedness really allows you to learn. And so does, uh, of course, sharing your knowledge, as I said. Sharing your knowledge not only allows you yourself to learn, but for the rest of the community to learn. And so does open-mindedness, because then you're gathering more and more knowledge uh, because you're not, of course, uh, you know, closing your mind and saying, okay, I know everything about this topic, that's all, uh, I'm closed-minded now. No, 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 you have to be open-minded about these topics. Um, even, you know, of course, you all, there's always more to learn. People will accept you, and of course, you'll have that, you know, better personality. Uh, people, I guess, uh, want to share your, their knowledge with you. Uh, those are really the two top life lessons that I've learned. Hmm. No, I mean, really, uh amazing insights and some great life lessons uh, Tanmay from you. So <laughs> this is really helpful. And uh, the other thing is, uh, as we uh, look to build a community of young coders uh, back here in India and also identify problems that could be solved with some of the new age technologies, get younger uh, ones excited about solving those problems. Uh, you know, I really look forward to uh, working with you on that front 
and uh, if uh, you are someone who is interested in coding uh, and uh, are young of course and uh, want to connect with tanmay or speak to us more about this uh, drop uh, me an email it's pankajatfactordaily.com and keep watching out uh, for, you know this space for more action uh, tanmay thanks uh, it's a privilege to have you again yeah. Thank you. I mean, I would be glad to help out anybody because, of course, I have my goal of reaching out to and helping at least a hundred thousand aspiring kid coders and beginners, uh, of which I'm actually uh, already around three thousand six hundred people there. And of course, I loved. Uh, I love India. Uh, I got a lot of feedback from there actually for my presentation at Developer Connect and my video that I had with you, Factor Daily, uh, in June. And of course, I'd love to be out there uh, and of course give my bit uh, in this community. Thank you. Thanks, Tanmay. Godspeed with that. Take care. Thank you. You too.